I'd love to have you join us as Christiane and I chat this morning all about our passion to move, to teach people to move, and uh, you know, to feel better for in the long run. So welcome to Christiana. Hello there, how are you? Good morning, good morning, Philippa. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to, to see you. I tend to watch behind the scenes, but it feels very different <laughs> being in front this time around. So thank you for the opportunity. I'm great this morning. The sun is out and my smile is on. So yes, let's let's uh, let's do this. <laughs> and, and your lovely earrings. I think I might get some like that. <laughs> yes, I might. I might actually send some across to you. Let me know. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. So, uh, oh, excuse me a second. So sorry. A, a little live faux pas there, but never mind. Tiana uh, is a fitness instructor, but you know what? You didn't start life as a fitness instructor, did you, Christiana? No, I didn't. <laughs> Oh goodness, this is another another story that's going to come out. <laughs> so I started life actually as, um, well, a journey pursuing my legal career, going into law, you know, to practice. So um, it's something that I've, at the age of 10, 10, 13, I thought I wanted to do, you know. So I spent my time wanting to and doing everything that I could to pursue this, this career and this dream. Um, but lo and behold, I'd always been into fitness, you know, from school. From school, if you found anything sporty, I was involved. From football to tennis to running to cross-country running, you know, you'd find me there. But I got into law and, and just felt like I wasn't really fulfilled, you know. Um, and even whilst I was at university, I used to teach people how to train, like give them advice on gym and nutrition stuff and so on and so forth. And um, I'll tell you a funny story as well. We had a reunion, you know, from our university friends. Mm -hmm. And I you know when people catch up, people say, oh, no, what are you up to these days? And how, what has, how is life? What, how are the babies? And so on and so forth. When he came to me, I was like, oh, I'm not a fitness instructor. And everybody went silent in the room. <laughs> and I thought, what did I say? And they were like, what took you so long? <laughs> they were like, we, we literally got so much from you during lectures talking about fitness and nutrition and what exercise you're doing tomorrow tonight <laughs> to actual law lectures in the middle of law lectures so yeah i think um it's always been my blood it just took me a while to to get there <laughs> yeah. well i mean you know this isn't this is often the case that we you know we start off on one path and end up on another one but for me actually i've been on the same path the whole time it's, nice. <laughs> uh, you know, well so as a physiotherapist uh teaching exercise is one of the things that i've, I've done forever and um you know when i went to college to train to be a physiotherapist we had a uniform and uh and you know the uh, the obligatory tracksuit was part of that uh for for our you know for our lectures so it's <laughs> I, I, you know i'm like you even at school i was doing this stuff I, Funnily enough, I didn't actually like it that much, but uh, I, I think it was because I was run, do like you running cross country and um, playing netball, and I've got no hand-eye coordination whatsoever, and so it just, it just didn't resonate. But uh, but gym, I mean gym and gym classes, I point me in the direction of a gym class i'll be there you know i, I love that stuff and the music as well I, I think that's a big part of it for me mm. 
I don't know about you. Did you did you have you ever done the ETM, which is exercise to music training? Oh yeah. Right. It's all the music and your reps per minute and all this and all these things. It sinks into the brain, into the mind. You know. So wherever you go, if you find gym or the music, it instantly wakes you up. So I used to teach classes myself when I first started in the industry. I taught a lot of classes. At one point, I was teaching thirty-two sessions a week. Oh, you know, um, which. <laughs> Yes, crazy, I know, <laughs> I know, right? And mostly high impact, you know, um, sessions. So I, I know that for me, the moment I hear music relating to workouts or e the ETM, I'm I'm there. Whereas these days, I prefer to be on a on a slower pace <laughs> than a fast pace, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's right, I did that and I taught step aerobics, can you believe nice. it? Uh, but I always, it was always kind of outside work. So my mm. work was from physiotherapy, and then, uh, and then I used to teach in the physiotherapy gym after work. And people would come from the hospital, and you know, and, and we'd all jump around too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it has threaded through until about fifteen years ago, when I mm. uh, really started to dive into uh, Pilates and. Um, and trained as an instructor and I've just taught more and more and more Pilates and and less and less of the hands-on although I, I was doing that this morning before I came here to you mm. so but you know what we, we we're kind of looking at two different uh demographics aren't we because I know I know I'm a bit older than you mm -hmm. a little bit <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> And so, uh, you know, invariably, I, people that are a bit older gravitate towards me. Although I know you've worked with older people too, haven't you? Yes. Do you know something? Up until this point, I have a handful of clients that I still work with till this day. Because you know what it is? You can't just have clients have that connection and then just, oh, bye, see you later. Yeah. It's a little bit more than that. We, we build connections with people. So I work with clients um, doing strength balance and conditioning for older people yeah. as you know here in the uk force prevention is a big thing for older people because those who have a fall end up in hospitals and some of them don't come back out again as you know so um my work was literally working with those clients and making sure that they have an independent you know active life as they get older and and get stronger you know so yeah it's something that i've done for quite some time at least, probably eight years, um, doing I mean, that. It's, it is so rewarding, isn't it? To, it is. To turn it things is. around for people, just with a few, you know, a few simple strengthening moves. Yes, it is. I think, I think also what, what people don't realise is, as we get older, the wrist is something that we need to really practise, opening jars and things like that, mm. you know, stretching and getting to your cupboards. Mm. It's what, we take for granted when we're younger, but when you get older, the balance of reaching and stretching, you could literally just topple over if you haven't got, you know, good strength or, or, or balance. Mm. And that's what I, I did with my clients. I've kept, like I said, kept those clients because um, I just love working with them. But I pivoted um, earlier this year to working with couples in the conception to post-pregnancy space, mm. you know, and over the years, it's something I've done off and on, worked with women who are pregnant or they want to lose the weight of the baby and so on and so forth. But this time around, it's a little bit different. I wanted to include the men because it's so important, you know, 
I focus also on people, on couples who've had miscarriage or miscarriages. Um, again, in the UK, we we know about the stats. So one in five, it used to be one in five will miscarry, you know, within the first 12 weeks of pregnancy. And that's now turning into one in three. So there is something happening. There is something changing. And you, it, 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 for me, I think that we don't really focus on the men because mostly it's the women that are carrying the child. And therefore everyone's like, how are you doing? Are you okay? And so on and so forth. But then we don't we don't hear from the men, you know. So I include couples deliberately because I want to hear from the men. I did a Zoom series recently just so I could hear from men's perspective how what they they're feeling, what what they're going through, and also when they watch their partners, you know, what's their perspective about what the partner is going through? How do they both cope with it? And that for me is something that's very close to my heart because I've been through that that situation. I've been through it myself and I understand the stress. I understand the, the the pain you feel. And in some cases, the self-negative talk we give ourselves, mm. right? But more than that, I understand how practitioners, health practitioners in the industry, in the field, once you get to, again, just to clarify, my, my client group is 35 and over. Oh. Once you get to a certain age, especially in this country for me, from my own personal experience, is you're almost written off. <laughs> like, that's it, your life is over, your eggs are all dried up, like we can't really help you anymore, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And also being called a geriatric isn't, isn't fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a geriatric mother mm -hmm. isn't fun when you are already feeling stressed, right, about your situation. So I love talking to people. For me, it's a human connection. I love to hear from people. My Zoom series was really about hearing from people, understanding each person's, you know, experience. And oh my goodness, the stories that that I heard in those four weeks, um, it just brought it home to me why it's so important that we do it because we don't openly talk about miscarriages, something that seems to be some some form of a, a taboo subject. You know, some women suffer in silence, some people just don't don't feel comfortable, don't feel like there's a space to, to talk about it. And I wanted to use the Zoom series to bring that opportunity to have couples talk about their experiences and help them as much as they can. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? What, what an amazing thing to do. I, I, you know, I find this is a theme though. It's, it isn't limited to, uh, to miscarriage. Menopause very much, you know, it, mm. you're written off because you get to a, this age. And, uh, and you know, it's a taboo subject. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not talking about it. Maybe the thing, you know, certainly it's a woman's thing, but like you say, you know, men travel through us with this as well. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes. The mood swings. The mood swings, the emotions. Quilt on, quilt off, quilt on, quilt off. You know, I mean, everybody's living through this together. So why, 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 is it? why exclude them? Why exclude them, absolutely. And, and particularly pregnancy and... Um, uh, conception. I mean, that is a couple's journey, undoubtedly. Um, you know, and 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 I have I have lived vicariously through that journey with a friend of mine who, mm. you know, travelling through the IVF. Um, you know, and it, yes. it plays havoc with relationships. And and you know, I think this is this is 
something with the medical profession that I experience uh, as I travel through life more, that um, the language that we use as medical professionals is so very important. That things that to us, you know, we just dash it off. It, it means, you know, you, you say something to somebody like, oh, you've got um, a frozen shoulder. And, you know, and that's relatively innocuous. Mm -hmm. uh, but but then to somebody else, that they're like, oh, what, what on earth are you talking about? And so because mm -hmm. we understand what we know, what we know and we understand, we don't necessarily go to the lengths to explain everything in, in mm. detail. I had a lady this morning, she was told she had, uh, oh, you've got a, a, spi a fracture in your spine. Oh, okay. A, a, pars, a pars fracture, which, you know, for the most part, we know is, is relatively innocuous. Mm -hmm. but, uh, you tell somebody they've got a fracture in the spine, you know, they're not, they're not going to just go, oh, okay. Thank you. Know, you. <laughs> thanks for telling me that. They, they want, you know, and this creates anxiety and worry. And, you know, so I, I think it's so important that, <clears throat> you know, from both sides, we, we appreciate that. You know, and then challenge and ask questions is the other thing. You know, sitting there going you know, like a rabbit in the headlights mm -hmm. when you're in these consultations, which is what happens. Yes. Yes. Go, go with a notepad, I always say. <laughs> ask questions and don't be fobbed off and sit there and say, you know what, I just got these questions. So, uh, but anyway, I, I, I'm getting off on one here. Um, no, it's okay. It's all right. You know, I think this is this is really important because couples travel through, you know, birth and menopause together. And, and it, it, you know, men as well, for men, the emotional, mm -hmm. you know, it is, it is um uh what is it world <laughs> mental health week mental health week yeah so it's it's world mental health week and, mm -hmm. and what is better for mental health than being able to articulate what is in your mind yes exactly opportunities to you know get it out of your head i you know and to another person is 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 fabulous and sometimes it's really hard with your partner i don't know if you mm -hmm. found that you know that was the case I think, do you know something? I'm so, I agree with what you're saying in so many, so many aspects. The first thing is you, for me, I'm very blessed that I have a husband who we communicate about everything and anything. And it's really, it's really important because communication is the biggest thing mm. because sometimes it's the perception rather than the actual thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the, the, you mentioned something very key when you said the when I said the language that we use, you know, in the industry because we're, we people are in it on a daily basis it isn't complacency but we forget yeah. that those we're dealing with on a daily basis don't understand and don't work in those terminologies all the time right so yeah. for example i personally have an issue with the word infertility Ooh. because by using the word infertility you are already boxing someone in mm. about their perspective you know, about their chances, about how they go away and think and feel about themselves, like, oh my God, I am doomed, right? Yeah. As opposed to saying fertility issues, we say, you know, infertility, mm. <laughs> but actually, it's I couldn't even... diagnosis, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that means that suddenly we cannot get pregnant, but actually we can get pregnant. We just have fertility issues and we need some support yeah. to do that, right? 
And for me, the work I do with couples is really to get them to understand those negative words that they attach to this journey of conception to pregnancy or post-pregnancy, in fact, mm -hmm. as well as when they've you know experienced kind of you know miscarriages or those who some clients have PCOS, which is polycystic um, ovary syndrome, and again there are negative stigma connotations that is added to us, right? So for me, what I do with my, my clients is creating this seven-step program, you know, that involves supporting them, whether we, we have a grief coach there, particularly those who've had miscarriages, grief, a, a coach there who's a grief coach and also a midwives around. So there's a whole package, a whole support network, not just about fitness, that's part of it, mm. but I believe it's a mind, body and soul journey right because you've got to have the right mindset to be able to then have the right motivation to look at your journey in a different way so taking away the stress from my, my couples is so important getting them to understand how to ask questions and not being afraid to ask questions and being persistent where applicable because especially for first-time couples who've experienced miscarriage right Mm. Sorry, for, yeah, first time purple couples have been miscarriage for the first time. Mm -hmm. There's all these things happening that no one's really talking to them. I unfortunately, you know, had suffered my miscarriage last year in the middle of a pandemic, right? Yeah. And it wasn't straightforward to get my consultant on the phone, despite being, <laughs> despite being a high monitoring, higher risk patient, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, well, um, phone call no one was there and it took a while for a nurse to get back to me and say okay what's happened i'm like well i've left a message so you should have actually actually got the message when, even when you leave message yeah. that message isn't passed down correctly so you're having to explain everything all over again whilst you're going through the process in that moment right and in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> so so i think for me it's really about understanding how we deal with people from a practitioner point of view, from an everyday point of view, because we're all humans, we're all connected in some way. Mm -hmm. And it's just being mindful, I think I would say, especially with Mental Health Week, is being mindful of the things that we can potentially do to help from a professional point of view. When we go to, we, we, we trust our lives sometimes, you know, in the hands of others. Mm -hmm. So my work with my, my clients is really to, take away all that stress because it's stressful, it's painful, it's daunting, there's a self-negative talk, mm -hmm. and for them to reclaim the joy in pregnancy mm -hmm. and really have a, a happier, you know, a happier time because that's what it's about. At the end of the day, my focus is getting a healthy baby, hopefully that we, we get to full term, have a baby and be happy, mum and dad and your relationship is intact and not stressful, you know? That's why I include the men because they are part of it too. It takes two, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely takes two. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's it's really it sounds like wonderful work that you are doing, and uh, much needed. Um, you know that I, I can't. I, you know, I had a I had a sick child mm. um, when he was one. My son had cancer, and we had. Oh. A, you know, so I so I have been through the system as well as working in the system. I've been mm -hmm. through the system, and um, you know, and it, it is fascinating to be on the other side of, of that yes. uh, situation. 
Um, and so I can certainly empathise, but but you know I, I cannot possibly appreciate the, you know the, how that feels. But I know that you know for me travelling through that time, um, it was you know I was the mother. I stayed mm. in the hospital. My husband was working through the whole affair. You know, um, ha- you know they have to, so mm-hmm. they, they go off mm-hmm. to work. And and it, you know you're living in the hospital, and they're living at home and going to work and popping in, uh, you know, whenever they can to visit. And mm. you know, these, these things put such a lot of strain on on relationships. And you know, I don't know that my, my husband's in the military and. And I don't know that uh, touchy-feely stuff is necessarily mm. is strong, shall we say? <laughs> you know, and we're you know we're all different, aren't we? The way in which we react, uh, the way in which mm. we deal with emotion. Yes, and I mean, firstly, sorry to hear about your son, and I'm so oh. glad that he's alive and here with you and healthy and got to teenage age and give you like oh my god lip and everything else as teenagers do (laughs) that's when you know that they're alive and they're kicking and that's the most important thing again going back to the healthy baby at the end of the whole of the journey you know you're right in what you say in terms of having you know being in in britain and being british and and having that okay you know especially with with how we think about what men should be or shouldn't be Mm. right your husband being in the military as you said you can't imagine him getting like touchy feeling and all those things but what's important is no matter what your character or nature is is knowledge because when you have the knowledge to hand you can come away and choose and decide how you use that knowledge to impact your journey right and for me that's what it's about it's about educating people is about giving them the tools to be able to say okay i can know what to do in a situation or i can know what questions to ask if i'm stuck or i can support my my partner in asking those questions mm. where i'm not able to ask where she's not able to ask those questions right or where he's not able to ask those questions so that's why it, it takes two to tango because it's that support network and talking from since last year till this point i know that i've seen couples split you know, because of this conception to post-pregnancy, because sometimes it becomes, it, for those who are going through IVF, so again, talking to them, it's, it becomes a bit mechanical, right? There is all this oh, yeah. hormones things, injection, the this, that they're watching a woman go through, and our, our mood swings are up and down, and there's different things. The natural conception sometimes, if your focus is baby, 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 you're like, okay, let's go. And it's like, whoa, hold on, <laughs> I'm not a machine. I hear men telling me this, right? So that's why it's important to talk to men and how they really feel about the process and looking at a different way of looking, you know, at, at that of viewing conception to post-pregnancy and putting together kind of fun stuff, like couples, couple, couples fun things to do. What, what can we do to make it fun? What can we do to be sure that we are going through this together and communicating clearly and being open is something again talking through my zoom series is that thing of people are sometimes i can't say that to him because he might feel this way i can't say that to her because she might feel this way if i say to her well i'm tired it's kind of misconstrued or it could be taken the wrong way it's really about looking at feelings you know because once you can start to communicate and do things the next step that i I look at is how do we 
do exercise and workout together to keep us both healthy? How do we look at our food from when we even shop? Because our eating begins from the basket, <laughs> right? At the trolley. No, but seriously, right? Our food, as humans, we eat with our eyes mostly. <laughs> as opposed to our bellies, right? And so it's really looking at this journey you're doing, what are we doing to ensure our bodies are being prepared for what you're about to embark on? And the man comes along as a support network <laughs> for the woman, right? Because he too has to keep clean, he, if you're, especially with natural conception or whether you're doing IVF, you've got to have a clean yeah. bits to be able, to, you, know, you know, for example, the sperm has got to be clean. <laughs> It's got to be healthy, you know. So it's about just working on that and working together the whole way through, as opposed to feeling like you're on your own, um, carrying this baby for nine months. You know, it becomes a fun thing. And, I, and my biggest thing is putting in the putting the fun back in to the whole process, right? Well, I can see that you'd be very good at that. <laughs> you giggle. I mean, your giggles just just fabulous fun to start off Thank with. You. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I think um, you said something then about um, labeling emotions, getting mm -hmm. in touch with that, really getting in touch with that. And then the idea that, uh, that exercising together is such a powerful thing. And I know that in my life and my, uh, my marriage, that is, that is the thing that we've always done. Mm. You know, at first it was running and cycling and, you know, all yes. this. And now it's walking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, still still doing this stuff together, going to the gym together, uh doing the doing the 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 sharing the endorphins around. You know, yes. It's a really conducive atmosphere when, once you start doing these things together and you know, and then when babies come along, which is you know the goal we get involved. <laughs> then we move as families and, and yes. I, you know I've always um advocated that uh, you know we model behaviors that we want our children to then uh, that our children will then find that this is perfectly natural you know yes. to eat lots of salad and uh, and and go regularly walking or running or you know whatever it is it's just in with the in with the bricks it's something yeah. we do without knowing it um but you know the the fact that exercise is fun is is and you know, maybe not all exercise is fun, but no. you find what's fun for you because there, there will be something that that really just tickles your fancy, uh, zumba or you know whatever it is. And and actually, yeah. the biochemical effects on the brain once you start lifting weights in particular, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a little bit addictive, isn't it? It can be. <laughs> it can be. Well. I know for me it is, but <laughs> that's another story for another day. <laughs> it can be, but what I understand, again, the work I, I, I do, and having been in this industry for so many years, you learn about people first, right? And you get to learn and understand. So we, I do assessment in terms of what, what are people's likes and dislikes when it comes to exercises, because that forms part of what programs I put together for my clients. Right, because yeah. I wouldn't send you to go and <laughs> start doing rowing if you completely cannot stand rowing. Yeah. Because no matter what I do, that motivation won't be there because you just don't enjoy it. Yeah. 
So we have to come up with an alternative that gives you the same kind of, you know, exercise, works the same muscles, and you're able to really enjoy what you are doing, you know? So I think for me, I see exercise as being fun and for both parties. And the purpose of the program is you can't do your exercises without the other person. So you've got to be in it together, <laughs> if that makes sense, oh, right? Okay. So it's about touchy-feely, literally, touchy-feely. Okay, couple. I think I know so, what, where you're going with this. <laughs> right? So that you can, <laughs> so that you, you can support each other. So that when that person, when you, again, so when the woman does become pregnant or is pregnant, you're still supporting her, you're still exercising, you're still having fun. You will go through that whole process, getting really connected, or if, you have, if you're not connected, become connected. If you are connected, just adding to your connection, right? Mm. Getting deep down with each other. So for me, it's something that I love exercise. I, I find fun ways to do exercise. And it's just really looking at each uniquely to each person. So the program isn't one size fits all. Mm. It is targeted and it is specifically to your story and who you are as, as, as couples. And that's what the beauty of it is. Mm. Oh, well, I, I, lo I love that. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, I, I obviously people come to me for Pilates and yoga because that's what I specialize in. But, uh, but so, you know, they're kind of interested in that when they arrive. Mm -hmm. But, but I, I throw all sorts of additional uh, nuggets in there. Yes. That, uh, <laughs> you know, that might not have been expecting, uh, you know, and, and I, I, you know, the thing is that we enjoy what we do and that mm. there's something out there for everybody. Um, yes. You know, and that sometimes you just have to get a bit imaginative, and sometimes you need a bit of guidance. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and guidance is out there uh, from you know, me, you, and lots of other people. But mm. um, so you know, don't be at home alone, fighting yes. through, through you know stuff, going through stuff on your own. It's it's a really difficult place. That there is mm. help. Uh, so find somebody who's going to be fun. And, you know, and then the, the feel-good chemicals, you know, just smiling. Yes. Changes your biochemistry, mm -hmm. you know. So it, it is so important that we can we can enjoy, we can connect with other human beings, we can, um, we can emote, you know, when appropriate. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, yeah, so, so take life, take the bull by the horns. Yeah. Is, that, is that one of your exercises? <laughs> I'm sure I can find a way to work that into my exercise program. <laughs> well, you know, thank you so much for your time today. I've really enjoyed our chat. And, yeah. um, and so keep me, keep me up to speed with what you're getting up to. Um, I will do. I thank will do. So and thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking to you this morning. I know it's an unusual subject to talk about, but um, it's, it's been great to kind of hear what you've been up to as well. And I look forward to catching up with you and letting you know, and hopefully coming back to tell you how it's going. Yeah, definitely. Okay, <laughs> well, take care. Have a good rest of your day now. You too. Thanks, Philippa. Thank take Bye. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.